Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the early line is live right here on Sports Grid. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside. We start with the game of the week, which just so happens to be Sunday night football. Once again, as the Kansas City Chiefs go to Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady and the box, the total here is 45 and a half. The most important note, Donnie, is this game is actually going to be in Tampa Bay. Yes, it is. And for anybody that doesn't know, a big-time hurricane rolled through the western shores of Florida. did a lot of damage, but apparently left Raymond James Stadium out of that extensive damage. So they will be playing here on Sunday night. And also, if you were looking, that's the same way we're looking at here in the Northeast. Is there going to be any weather conditions that we need to worry about with the hurricane? No. Kevin looks like about 75 degrees at opening kickoff, five-mile-an-hour winds. So outside of the damage and destruction around the stadium in the parts of the state here, the stadium is going to be fine. These two teams are going to play. And I think if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're grateful for that. You practiced in Miami. You come back, check on your property, see if everything's okay. Maybe gave those Tampa residents a little bit of a reprieve for trying to dig out and say, hey, I want you to enjoy a little bit of football here on a Sunday night, and we can rally around this and then certainly, you know, sort of do some things. And also, I did see Tom Brady starting that up, which the NFL is so great. The players are awesome. The NFL usually does this very well. Hey, look, I donated money. Why don't you donate some money? And they're probably going to raise a Mm -hmm. lot of money there for the hurricane efforts in Florida. But this game will be played in Tampa Bay, and that is certainly a helpful advantage for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It definitely is. Uh, you, as as you kind of mentioned there, their fans probably would love to be able to get out to this game, uh, try and yeah. take their minds off of the tough situation. And also, I don't know, is there a world where, you know, many traveling Kansas City fans have had their flights canceled? Uh, possible there. It's just, it's, it's at least for Tampa Bay, their home field advantage is intact. Uh, and we've seen Tampa Bay transition back to a favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. My read on that is the books were prepping for this game to be in Minnesota. Outside of Tampa Bay at the minimum here, which is very understandable. I would probably tell you a fully healthy Tampa Bay team is the best team in the NFL. Now, they have to prove that when they get fully healthy. But to be a home dog for Tom Brady is probably a bridge too far with Mike Evans back out there. Julio probably plays. 
Who knows what's going on with Chris Godwin? He's practicing again. Will somebody please shut him down for a month? Nobody needs four reps. And for you to once again get injured, I don't know what he's doing. But I think this is a more than understandable line. I don't see this as any type of slander on Kansas City. I think they've been respected pretty kindly here in the market. And But Tampa's a tough team because we know the talent's there, Donnie, but we are still waiting to see the results from the offensive side of the ball. Yes, we are. And keep in mind, last week also, Tom Brady had a damaged uh, finger on his throwing hand, which caused him some irritation, said that's going to be perfectly fine this week. And we saw even late in that ball game, it's not even so much, Kevin, where you know wide receivers enter into the game. They're playing different positions here. They're younger guys that aren't used to it. Just getting lined up sometimes in the issue. I always talk about younger quarterbacks getting into the NFL. It's not so much can they throw the pass or complete it. It's running the huddle and getting the snap and doing all the other things outside of actually playing the game of football, but just giving him. Mike Evans back at wide receiver opens everything else for those other inexperienced wide receivers. If he can get Julio Jones back on the opposite side, gives you two competent wide receivers entering into the game with now we'll see if Chris Godwin does play. He actually practiced limited on a limited basis on Wednesday, sat out practice yesterday, Thursday, just to see, I guess, if that hamstring was going to flare up or any knee issues. It'll be interesting to see if he plays today, but also keep in mind, watch those Friday practice reports. They'll tell you exactly where these teams will be going here, Kevin. Radio audience is live with us here on the early line, Sirius XM Channel 159 against Sports Grid Radio. I'm I'm struggling with the side uh, in this game. I, I really am. I, I know you've been very, very interested in this total of 45 and a half. It yeah. makes a ton of sense that these two offenses can get after it. The props market becomes very interesting in this game to me, though, because Part of the reason this is 45 and a half is right now, Tampa Bay, the best defense in football, allowing nine points per game. Uh, they've only allowed three total touchdowns through their first three games. For Tampa Bay's offense, it's obviously not been what you're looking for. On the Kansas City side of things, their defense early returns better than years past. Is this offense okay? Mahomes and the Chiefs lit up the Arizona Cardinals in week number one. Mm -hmm. stumbled to 27 in week two classic Chiefs. stumbled to 27 that's a high mark last week left a lot to be desired again even if they uh, were hard done by some awful special teams play that was not a classic Kansas City performance who in the props market when those numbers become available will you be interested in uh, for this game I mean, honestly, it's got to be Mike Evans, Mike Evans, and a little bit more of Mike Evans because you know Tom Brady was struggling through this. Like, Man, I don't even have any competent wide receivers out here. Finally scored a late touchdown against Green Bay. It's going to be a welcome sight to say, my goodness, I know where this guy is going to be at. I'm going to give him one-on-one opportunities. Do you think I'm going to throw back to Gage on the opposite side or Bashard Perriman limping around over there? Probably not. It's going to be Mike Evans for me. I do think we do get points in this game. Over enough to get over 45, absolutely here, which means that you're probably looking at three plus touchdowns here for the Tampa Bay offense. Mike Evans to score a touchdown, Mike Evans reception prop, because we have to also remind ourselves he was suspended last week, Kevin. He wasn't injured. He's not coming back saying, Hey, I hope, I hope that groin or that calf or that hamstring holds up here. He's healthy and ready to go. He definitely is. Uh, one thing I'm going to be very interested in is the passing touchdown props for these quarterbacks. They, they've earned so much respect in the market, but could we see lighter one-and-a-halves considering circumstances? That'll be an interesting thing to track. We're going to talk some college football next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Friday Night Lights and a really fun college football Friday slate. Best game, no doubt. Features some Pac-12 action. UCLA hosts Washington. That is a top 15 in the country now with a 4-0 start. Uh, in the Pac-12 uh, second game for both of these teams, UCLA also 4-0. Washington is a road favorite here at 2 and a half. Points, so a tricky line. I'm sure some people, if UCLA was laying two and a half, would just close their eyes and trust that team uh, favorite against a rank unit. But you see how much respect Washington and the Huskies with Michael Penix Jr. have earned in the market. Donnie, you see this matchup here, and where do you see some value? Yeah, if we're looking at this game overall, right, FanDuel Sportsbook opens up at three and a half. We now see that shift down to two and a half. So you're betting on these football teams to win the game. You're not going to take UCLA to hang around at a plus two and a half number. But the one that interests me the most, Kevin, FanDuel, we opened up at a 55 and a half. Now up to 64 and a half, almost a nine point shift. Now, who knows how long that opening line was actually available for. But the reason I bring that up is usually we take a look at Washington and UCLA. The only thing we're worried about is the offensive firepower. How many times can they move up and down the field? Defenses really be will be inconsequential. But if I'm looking overall at the statistics here on this early season, each team playing four games, each team winning those four games. How about this? Washington, only 89 yards per game on the ground. They give up, Kevin. 2.6 yards per carry. How about UCLA? 90 yards on the ground per game, 2.8 yards per carry. And the t- passing defenses, not all that bad either, Kevin. 213 a game for Washington and 210 for UCLA. I understand the line move where you're saying, okay, these two offenses can get after it, but I'm not going to leave these defenses out. And if we have that big of a line shift here, I might just play the undercard tonight at 64 and a half and say, I trust these defenses to get a few stops here, and this game should be close. Maybe they wear it down in the fourth quarter here where you don't see a ton of scoring. I'll lean on the under in this game. I don't mind that approach. I think it's an interesting concept where you can respect line movement, but when is mm-hmm. too far too much? Too much. And you kind of wrap it back around. Uh, you know, we know that you know, there are certain people who kind of exist in the market where they'll look to middle games. And if they, are, if they have over 55 and a half, 56 and a half, 57 and a half, they'll come right back around and look for uh, what would be a touchdown middle uh, yep. on a line like that. So it's a really interesting point. I will say the schedule spot's very interesting, uh, not just the fact that UCLA uh, is at home here uh, for a weekday game, but uh, for Washington, this is their first road game this year. 
We know, uh, you know, home field advantage matters a ton in college football. And for Washington, they were able to host both Stanford in their Pac-12 opener and Michigan State uh, in, in that game, which really elevated Washington. Michigan State has not uh, covered UW's win in favorable eyes with what they followed up against uh, with Minnesota. But for Washington, it's their first time going on the road. For UCLA, they've not played anybody anywhere near a top 50 program. Colorado is honestly bottom 10, arguably the worst team on the schedule they've played so far. That includes Alabama State, South Alabama, mm. uh, and Bowling Green. That's just how bad uh, the buffs are right now. Where I'm interested in this game, though, is a prop on UCLA starting quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I tweeted this out last night just to try to get people involved early. It's over his passing prop at 205.5, right now listed at 220.5 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I was interested in playing it at that price. As always, we you know look around for the best available numbers, but to put this number into perspective right now, Washington's secondary is vulnerable, and it makes sense. They lost two all-Pac-12 quarterbacks off of last year's team, and we're seeing that matter here. Peyton Thorne went 30 for 42 for 323 yards, the Michigan State quarterback, and we saw Tanner McKee in a similar spot go 17 of 26 for 286 yards. I'm not worried about what Portland State's quarterback did. McKee and Thorne lit this secondary up. You don't even need that much on DTR if you got the appropriate number. I'm looking at his passing prop over tonight for some Friday night lights. Let's talk about Saturday. Awesome slate of games. The ACC really delivering in a big-time way. Clemson hosting what is maybe game of the year. For the ACC, in terms of importance, it'll be a tough act to follow what they had last week against Wake. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite here uh, against NC State. The low total is 43-and-a-half. Uh, but, Donnie, this number's moved up, right, since you and yes. I had last discussed it. It absolutely has. And just going back and checking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, this line was as low as 39-and-a-half. And, and then you automatically start saying to yourself, is the hurricane actually going to be in Clemson, South Carolina? Is that where the eye of the storm will be on Saturday? Because you say NC State's got a really good quarterback in Leary. DJU has sort of turned that corner here in 2022 compared to 2021, what that offensive output was. And to have that that low, you figured something has to give. Now, the line has hovered around that touchdown limit. We'll see where it closes here on Saturday. But it's almost one of those, we talked like Justin Fields. Wait, 149 and a half, that doesn't make sense. I understand both of these defenses, Kevin, are very talented. And you have two 4-0 teams that maybe played a little bit closer to the vest as opposed to getting after it if we do have some rainy conditions down there in South Carolina. But I can't see. I still like the 43 and a half over, but if you could have got two days ago, that 39 and a half, you'd have a, some pretty good CLV in your back pocket right now. But trying to break down these two teams here, what are you going to get? Look at the defenses. And so many times, Kevin, in college football, we know they like to get up and down the field and pass the football, but I always look towards the defensive rushing statistics. How about this again? 81.8 yards per game on the ground given up by NC State's defense. Clemson at 82.8, but also the rush yards per carry, because if you're giving up that much, and it's only five carries a game, you're not stopping anybody. But take a look at this. It's 3.3 yards per carry given up for NC State and Clemson, 2.7 yards per carry. So it does make some sense if you're looking for the total. But again, this total is not 64 and a half. It's 43 and a half. I have to take the over in this game. Yeah, I think it's an understandable principle play. I think NC State's going to hang here. I think it could very well be decided by a field goal. I think that NC State's actually live in this game. How, first of all, Clemson, what an exhausting performance against Wake Forest. 
seeing will be believing that DJU is fully back. Maybe he is. Be great for your total. Devin Leary, last time out against Clemson last season, threw four touchdown passes. He actually completed over 70% of his passes in the game. Not wild yardage uh, wise, only 5.4 per pass, but the efficiency was there at least in terms of completion percentage. NC State against a Clemson secondary that maybe is more vulnerable than anticipated could be in for a nice game. Uh, what about Alabama Arkansas? This is a game that very unfortunately, unless you bet Texas A&M or you're a Texas A&M fan, you kind of wish Arkansas made that field goal last week. As instead of two verse 20, we would have had two verse eight all of the sudden here. But I do wonder. Has that missed field goal factored into the line that we are seeing between these teams? Alabama on the road laying 17 and a half to the Razorbacks, total 60 and a hook. Yeah, we'll see. You know, they went on the road before Alabama and struggled down in Texas, and quite frankly, maybe could have lost that football game overall. But if I'm looking right away, it's the Alabama offense that I'm looking at going up against Arkansas here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, 38 and a half. Yeah, it's a different you know eye plane than you're looking at from NFL games where it's like, hey, that's a high number, 27 and a half. College football teams routinely run this up. So if we're looking from an Alabama perspective, week one, Utah State, 55 points against Texas, only 20, but then they counted that, and it's UL Monroe. So obviously it's not an S. SEC program, still 63, got back to the SEC with the lowest level of competition you can have and dropped 55. I see no reason to believe that we can't be in the 40s talking about Alabama for this one. I do think Alabama should be able to win and cover, but I'm more confident in 75 degrees, light windy conditions, no rain in this game. Alabama is going to be putting up points trying to get their quarterback into that Heisman race here. I understand your angle on that. I do think Arkansas can hang, though. As I said, if they made that field goal, would this have mm -hmm. been a 14-and-a-half-point line, which is where this number was looking but before kind of everything played out? The Razorbacks were victims of one of the wilder plays I've seen during this college football season with the fumble on the goal line for K.J. Jefferson, which would have in a moment felt like they were putting the game out of reach. Then a lateral on that fumble turned into a 99-yard scoop and score for Texas A&M last week. And again, Arkansas still nearly won that game as a dog in Jerry World. I think the Razorbacks, with their offense, can keep this inside the 17 and a half. We're back to the NFL right back here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back right here with a lot more to break down in the NFL. So let's keep this party rocking. The Packers lay nine and a half to the New England Patriots. The total for this game is 39 and a half. The story is Brian Hoyer will be under center for the New England Patriots. Donnie, how does that change your approach to betting Packers Pats? I mean, if, if you're looking from a Bailey Zappi standpoint, and hear me out on this, because this has been a topic all week long, and I put it out early in the week. You know, what do you think the line's going to end up being? Open up as high as 11 and a half, but now we're seeing it under uh, double digits, and we'll see if that line even gets to nine. But if you're looking for a cover for the New England Patriots, you probably want Brian Hoyer. Doesn't mean I think they're going to win the football game, but I know you have a quarterback that has started a lot of games in the NFL, been around the block, not going to be scared of the environment going into Lambeau. Bailey Zappi, first start in the NFL, a little bit geeked up, doesn't understand coverages all that much. It could get a little bit out of hand, but as a New England Patriots fan, you don't think you're winning this game. Don't you just want to see Zappi go in and sling it around, see if the kid has any talent? I get that. We're all fans, and you know, certain times in our lives we watch games where that's the way we end up. But Bill Belichick is not just going to throw a football game away just to see what a young rookie quarterback has. Now, he's been very complimentary of Bailey Zappi. Yep, getting better every single day. We'll see what happens. But this is going to be a four-year start. And from a competitive standpoint, if you're looking to back the New England Patriots, you'd rather back him with Hoyer than Zappi here. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those spots where it's hard to have any confidence in the Patriots offense that we didn't have much confidence in with Mac Jones. It throws off the props market a lot. You probably say to yourself, all right, let me back the running back room. Probably the purest running back by committee we have in the NFL right now, Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. They just alternate drives. It's just one, 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 one. That's all they do. The... The, the tough, tough angle in this game, but you, you might be willing to go after it. You grab it under Packers team total 24 and a half. Look, we know the NFL can be weird at times, right? And maybe the Patriots can find a couple of points here, push this game over 39 and a half. But what we've seen from Green Bay, Donnie, they have no interest in scoring 25 points, 27 points, 28 points. Did we win? Yes, cool. Let's get out of here. Th- that seems to be all they care about. I mean, it's the first quarter, and, and Rodgers is taking the play clock down to double zeros. They do it all the time. And can you blame them at this point? Because you're looking at this football game as a whole. New England's not coming in here saying, oh, man, we finally got a chance to take a look at Hoyer. He's really going to put on a show. His arm talent is fantastic. Look at what he's done in the past. No. This is the typical game manager that says, just put us in the right spots. Instead of scoring touchdowns, let's get first downs. Let's run the clock. Let's keep it close. And maybe our defense can make a few plays. And the Green Bay Packers, Kevin, they know this. They knew it last week playing Tom Brady. Hey, what's our game plan coming in? Well, let's light it. No, no, no. Let's play really good defense. Let's lean on our defense. And we'll score just enough here to carry it, knowing that that offense isn't going to be explosive. Brian Hoyer coming to town with the Patriots, that's not an explosive offense, and the Packers know that. And it is maddening if you take a team total early spread, knowing when the Packers get up double digits, the air comes out of the football, and they say, we're just going to run this clock and squeeze it out and get out of here. doesn't matter. We don't care if we cover or if you cash your bet as long as we win the game. That's what it feels like. So I guess what you're saying is if the Green Bay Packers are up like 21 to nothing late in the second quarter, 
they might finish with 24 points. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely so. Could be a good live betting opportunity, if anything. Uh, look what the halftime score is, maybe a second half under. Uh, Panthers-Cardinals, I'm still a little surprised that we're going to see Carolina be favored in this game. But Arizona's been awful to start the year. Carolina's a one-and-a-half-point favorite, lower total, 43-and-a-half. Cliff Kingsbury has been tremendous as a road dog in his career, Donnie, and I kind of think that's the way to back this game here. It seems like it. That we see, again, uh, Arizona, once they get completely healthy at wide receiver, they're going to be fun to watch, going to be a fun team total to bet. We'll see if they can do some damage down the stretch. But quite frankly, still trying to work back in Rondell Moore, still trying to see when that suspension is going to end and how easy you can acclimate DeAndre Hopkins back into the offense. But it is an interesting line because Fandle did open this line, a minus three-point favor here to the road team, Arizona Cardinals. That is now shifted over to the Carolina Panthers at a minus one and a half. Also, how about the total? 47 and a half to 43 and a half. You brought up a pretty good point just a few games ago. Like sometimes you look at these lines in the NFL and a big move a lot of the times is 48 and a half to 47, right? We're seeing three, four, five point movements here. How long is too low? Because even looking at the weather forecast for this game, we're expecting maybe some light drizzle, not a lot of rain. Are we led to believe that both of these defenses are lights out? The one thing we love about Cliff Kingsbury and that offense and Kyler Murray is, even if they're not scoring, they're still hustling, getting up to the line and running fast to see what they can do. But I don't have all that much, you know, I don't, I don't want to say love for the Carolina Panthers offense because, once again, Christian McCaffrey, back-to-back weeks, he's ran for over 100 yards. But what are we doing this week? Ah, thigh injury, not practicing, sitting out, expecting mm-hmm. maybe to play Sunday. It's a tough one to say to myself, I really trust Carolina as a favorite, but they did win last week against the New Orleans Saints. Maybe they can pull it off again. One of those games, Kevin, that will not be on my betting card this weekend, probably any way, shape, or form. I was hoping Arizona, they're minus 102. I was hoping that'd be a plus price. Mm-hmm. You and I, we've kind of created a, you know, unwritten rule yes. that we're not going to do the money line dogs at minus prices. And I just wanted to rotate <laughs> every week. I'm either going to fade yeah. uh, Jameis Winston as a favorite or mm-hmm. they back the Cardinals uh, when they're yeah. on the road. I, I think there's a good chance they win this game. I also, I know that uh, the reports are there's optimism uh, around Christian McCaffrey. I have no idea how you're betting CMC. It's a it's a shame. He's 26, but come on now, right? It, it's a tough spot there. Uh, he's going. I think he'll play, but does he finish the game? Probably not. Any quick CMC thoughts from you? You look like you're chomping at the bit. Or are you good? No, I was. I just, I just, some of the pronunciation, you know me. I love it. Like, if you want to come McCaffrey. on the show, like, I'll do it all the time. I'll say things wrong or optimism. I mean, we could do all that stuff. It's fantastic. Optimism. I love it. But no, I can't. Look, I had something right. stuck in my throat. All right. I That's why it. I had to. But quick, I love it. Kick, I appreciated I to, it. Yeah. I had to get it to you quickly on the game. They left me yeah. up for what felt like an hour's time. <laughs> so um, I'm battling through the elements, to be honest with you. So if anything, extra credit to me let's talk about those saints they're in london the london game uh it's weird though this is kind of the tough thing i know we love doing the football fridays but i don't know who the quarterback's going to be for new orleans i okay i guess here's the question the saints are two and a half point dog in london totals 43 and a half they announce andy dalton's the starter what changes in if anything in this game 
It's a great point you bring up, too. Like, where's the value coming from? Like, you talk about the Jets. Oh, Joe Flacco's in there. Now you have Zach Wilson. Well, is there any change going to be to the line? I'm not so sure of that. Like, if they announce, like, Jameis Winston is starting, is this line going to go back to a pick No. I think they're just anticipating whether it's Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill. There's not that much of a difference here. Now, the only price point that I would look at at the FanDuel Sports, okay, if it did went to three, neutral site overseas, rain in the forecast, I might just lean on and say, I'll just take the plus three points and say Kirk Cousins might have a bad effort here in an interesting spot as an international game. But outside of that, I'm all not that in love. 46 and a half down to 43 and a half. I do think we're more likely to get points than not get points just because you lean on Minnesota and so many weapons they have. And also, quite frankly, there's a lot of weapons here in another week for those rib injuries to heal here for Alvin Kamara. I would just lean on a total 43 and a half. I'll go over the total in this game. Alvin Kamara is one of those running backs I talked about that is yet to find the end zone. Mm -hmm. I think there's a decent chance he does it here in London against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll keep an eye on uh, kind of what the situation is with Dalvin Cook. One odd note, by the way, though, maybe an edge for the Saints. They arrived Monday in London. I'm pretty sure the Vikings are arriving today. Mm. I don't know how. Why would you do that? Wouldn't you want to get there earlier, DRS? And get situated everything out there? I don't know. Didn't the Jacksonville Jaguars have a night on the town in London just a few years ago, and that really blew up oh. in their face? So maybe they had a couple partiers on that that they didn't want to have getting that London scene. You've been a part of that London scene. Love to party with Jameis Winston. That would be a good time. You could listen to that guy talk yeah. uh, all day long. Texans Chargers, what, a, what an odd game. We've got the Chargers in desperate need of a win. Classic blowout spot, and I can't get there. The Texans feel ridiculously live in this game. The Chargers are banged up, banged up, banged up. But I think there's one saving grace here for the Los Angeles Chargers, or at least there should be. Austin Eckler should just do everything in this game. He's yet to find the end zone, and what a perfect opponent to find the end zone against. The Texans have been awful against the run this season. I do not see why this is not a game where you take it easy on Justin Herbert, hand the ball off to Austin Eckler 20-plus times, and win this game 27-21, to 21, get out of town, and make this easy. But who could possibly trust Brandon Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers? Yeah, is he going to uh, give away field goals in the red zone in this game? Is he going to go for them fourth and threes and fourth and fours when really he just needs to get field goals to beat the Houston Texans? We'll find out. But the one thing that we do know, public not all that high here on the Chargers at this point. At least the Sharps coming in, open up at seven. We're now seeing five and a half here across the board. We'll see if it probably, I bet you it probably gets down to five as we get closer to game time. And it's not an indication that the Houston Texans are ready to win by any stretch at this point because Lovey Smith does have a football team that's fighting. They just don't know how to win. It's almost like the two teams, if you look at them down in the AFC South, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars that are talented and more talented than the Texans. But it looks like they're starting to be ready to win at this point. You take a look at the Texans here at this point. They're not ready, but they will hang around in this. This was very close to being my upset favorite of the week, which we'll get to the pick six next. But I pulled back just a little bit. I do think, I do think, this football team is going to be able to hang around. And if I'm betting this game, it's going to be the Houston Texans getting the points here. Absolutely. I think they can play with them. Almost Texans fan. See, if I were a Texans fan, I tune into this show and I hear you almost pick them as your money line dog. That's heartbreaking. Donnie 3 0 on money line yeah. dogs this season. Although maybe someone, up, 
someone would say, oh, no way he does it again. So spin yeah. zone potentially all of a sudden. I actually don't know what your money line dog is. We'll get there. The pick six is coming on. I don't need the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we got three games that we still have to get to here. Let's start with the game that I was closest to forgetting, uh, which would be Steelers, Jets. Zach Wilson back. Got excited about it. Zach Wilson versus Mitch Trubisky. Who's the better quarterback? That's actually a decent question, but I don't know if we have time to spend on that. The Steelers are a three-point favorite at home. Total here is 41 and a half. What do you like here, Steelers-Jets? It should be a steal. It should be a steal for the Steelers here. A field goal favorite here at home going up against Zach Wilson, who essentially is essentially still a rookie at heart, you would say, right? Hasn't played at all yet this year. Missed parts of training camp with that injury to his knee. Now coming back and playing a pretty formidable opponent on the road defensively, at least. But yet, that's what comes in with Mitchell Trubisky. You figure if the Pittsburgh Steelers had a competent quarterback that they could trust and move the offense a little bit, Kevin, this line is six and a half here, at least for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a favorite. But it's not because you get Mitchell Trubisky. And the questions always go around with the Pittsburgh Steelers here with Mike Tomlin. God bless Mike Tomlin here. Why? Because he'll tell you right to your face. Hey, you're going to make a move from Mitch? What are you kidding me? Guy gets better every day in practice. Next question. Fantastic (laughs) stuff here. So I still feel it should be a referendum game on Mitchell Trubisky. You can't tell me, Kevin, with a straight face. The Jets go in there and win 17-14, similar to like the New England Patriots did, and you're going to come away with Mike Tomlin going like, I told you guys already, like Kenny Pickett is not playing this year. It's Mitchell Trubisky's team. That can't happen. And again, the only reason why the spread is three is because Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback. Can you imagine that? Like, hey, why, why aren't we favored by more? Oh, it's our quarterback. We want to make a change of quarterback. No, we're not doing that here. I have no faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I got to tell you, if I'm betting this game, it probably would be with the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Jets. I can't, I can't admit, like Zach Wilson gets the start here, throws 40 times in this game for 300 yards, no interceptions, and two touchdowns, and walks away with an easy victory. I don't know what Pittsburgh would be doing here. I'd be looking towards the under in this game, but also Trubisky watch. They don't score in the first half. Get a spark. Kenny Pickett in the second half. What's going on over there? 
Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, how things have changed. Now waiting for Kenny Pickett to come save the Steelers season. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it, though. The upcoming schedule, it's not going to happen. It's just Bills, Bucks, Eagles. They're just they're just going to get their heads kicked in for the next month. So mm-hmm. I don't see that coming. I, I will say, though, right, we, we respect mm-hmm. lines. I keep trying to figure out why this is only three. And it's moved from three and a half to three. Yes. The Jets might be the worst team in the NFL. Worse than the Texans, worse than the Bears, Seahawks, right? They, they look, and I know they have a win, but they look horrendous, the New York Jets. And we're really unsure if there's an upgrade at the quarterback position coming in Zach Wilson, which is slanderous. Yeah. But it's true. It's his first start of the year. So I don't know how we can really trust that. And the Steelers have a major rest advantage coming off Thursday night football. It's an odd spot for me. It really is. I Similarly to you, lean with the Steelers. I just have yet to kind of crack the code here on what's keep why this went from three and a half to three. I Honey. just can't. I uh oh. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what it is. Oh, never mind. No, All right, we'll move on to the next game. No. <laughs> we'll move on to the next game because you're about to dumb down the audience, and we just uh-uh. cannot no. have that. I know. Lions, Seahawks. Let's get excited. Dan Campbell checking in as a four and a half point favorite. Totals forty eight and a half. All of the good Detroit Lions are injured. Essentially, though. DeAndre Swift, definitely going to miss this game. Amra St. Brown, probably going to miss this game. We're still dealing with a 48-and-a-half spot here, Lions-Seahawks. Does this just mean like Dan Campbell already said to the press that no matter what, we will never punt in this game an onside kick every time? Because that's essentially what that line is telling me. I like Detroit. They're really scrappy. Their offense is a little bit under the radar, and they can move the football with not quite superstars in the NFL, and Jared Goff is your quarterback. But you're going to tell me I'm going to take away my best running back threat, my best wide receiver, TJ Hawkinson, who missed Wednesday's practice, limited practice on Thursday. Where are the weapons coming from in this game? And I'm not saying Seattle's defense is anything that you need to worry about. But on a team that's expected to win this football game, being down some key components, and quite frankly, Detroit being expected to win a lot of football games or by close to a touchdown margin does certainly raise an eyebrow at this point. I'm not all that high on Detroit this weekend. It's basically from what we just went over. Those injuries on offense are starting to mount up here. Let's just say they enter the game and Williams goes down as a running back or another wide receiver goes down. Then what are you really going to do here? Watch out. Maybe an upset alert here brewing for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm, interesting. Mm. Interesting. We, we could potentially be the case. I'm interested in Tyler Lockett. Nine catches, 11 targets in each of his last two games. 107 versus San Fran, 76 versus Atlanta. That receiving yards prop likely to be in the low 60s. He, I think, right now is establishing himself as the top target for Geno Smith. Yeah. While DK Metcalf maybe is still the more talented of the bunch, I think that's how teams are addressing DK Metcalf, though. And if what we saw from Detroit last week was any uh, thing to expect, Jeff Akuda, if he is going to lock in on DK Metcalf, then that might force the ball even more towards Tyler Lockett. Uh, We've also got the Browns and the Falcons, uh, 47.5. It's just still surprising that Mariota Brissett has a total of 47.5, but Atlanta's offense has been pretty good. And, well, the Browns has not been bad themselves here with Nick Chubb off to an excellent start this season. We've talked about him being a sleeper right now in the offensive player of the year race. Falcons-Browns, do you see some value in this game? 
I don't know if I see value in this game, but it is kind of an interesting line when you when you take a look, right? Because you figure the Cleveland Browns expected to win this football game, opened up at three at the FanDuel Sportsbook, down to one and a half. We'll see where that line ends up. But also, that big jump here. We're in a dome. We don't have to worry about any weather conditions here down in that uh, southeast region. 42 and a half now turns into 47 and a half. But I do kind of agree with that here. Jacoby Brissett seems like he's settling in here for the Cleveland Browns. And also keep in mind, we're not expecting Miles Garrett to play in this game. No Jadavion Clowney. That pass rush maybe gives a little bit extra time here to Marcus Mariota, Drake London at wide receiver, Pitts at tight end. I think both of these offenses can move the football. So I'm looking on the side of maybe profits. I think Nick Chubb has a wonderful game. I think Hunt has the ability to do that. A couple touchdown passes here from Jacoby Brissett. And also some of the wide receivers on the Cleveland Browns having a big day. That's a big line move here, 42 and a half to 47 and a half, and I still think that you might be able to get that over. One thing to keep an eye on, you can read it in the touchdown score market. Cordell Patterson, who's been awesome, plus 105 anytime yeah. touchdown. Tyler Algier, plus 105 anytime touchdown. Patterson did not practice yesterday. Clearly, the FanDuel Sportsbook prepping themselves for Algier to be the RB1. Patterson has been awesome. That hurts the Falcons in this game. It hurts their offense in this game as well. It'll be interesting to see how those props could open up, though, for Tyler Algier in this game. The pick six is upon us. As you know, touchdown score, money line dog, an under, an alt line, a yardage prop, and a teaser game where we combine to give you our tag team teaser. Money line dogs are five and one this year mm. on the show, which we are very proud of. The tag team teaser is two and one. I lost a leg, which is unacceptable. I hope that never happens again. But that's still a solid two and one start in that market as well, with plenty other treats coming. Donnie started off your week four pick six. Yeah, let's have some fun with this one. Touchdown scores market, which seems to be bewildering me at the moment, but I expect to hit pay dirt this week. And I'm going to go Amari Cooper here of the Cleveland Browns at a plus 135 price. Just talked about the game overall. I think it makes some sense. Jacoby Brissett has really found a rapport with them. Looks good. Bad defense. I think they can turn up the gas here and get at least one touchdown out of Amari Cooper. My money line dog here, 3-0 and in the season. And sometimes you got to go with games where – most people aren't looking towards because that's where I do believe the value is. We went over this. The Detroit Lions expected to win this football game. Maybe the better overall team when healthy, but they're not on offense. Maybe Geno Smith comes in. He talked about Lockett having a big day. I actually also think that maybe DK Metcalf has a big day as well to get him off the schneid in a dome environment. I'm going to go with a big dog price here, a plus 176 on the Seattle Seahawks. My underplay of the day, Patriots and the Packers under 39 and a half. The menu for this one is Green Bay. Don't make mistakes. You will win this football game. Don't push the needle. You will win this football game. The New England Patriots, if you want to hang around in this football game, start a veteran quarterback, hand the football, slow the game down. I don't think I see 40 points in this game. Under 39 and a half. My alt line, the Chiefs Bucks over 50 and a half points on Sunday Night Football at a plus 154 price. It's Tom Brady. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's good weather. It's Brady getting some weapons back. It's the Chiefs last week, last week that didn't look all that good on offense. Bounce back on both sides. I think they can get into the 50s, and I'll take that plus juicy plus price at 154. Yardage prop here, not official yet, but DK Metcalf. 
I do think, as you said, the ball would be forced in his direction. Let's see what those numbers come up. But if we expect the Seattle Seahawks to win this football game, Kevin, they're going to have to have a big performance out of DK Metcalf. I think he gets it done. In my teaser game, paying homage to the Texans here. I'm not so sure they can win this game outright, but darn it, in the fourth quarter, this is going to be a one-score game, and I'll take my teaser with the Texans at a plus 11.5 price. You are pick six now up on deck. Looking for the Texans to keep it close. What a moment for the people of Seattle. Can Donnie go 4-0 this season they will. on money line dogs? All right, let's do it. Pick six, week number four, anytime touchdown score, Austin Eckler. Eckler crushed me on the Thursday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs as I was very confident he would find the end zone, but Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi don't know how football works. This has to stop here versus the Texans. They have been awful, awful against running backs. They've been going up and down the field. And we saw Khalil Herbert last week get into the end zone twice against the Houston Texans. I think Austin Eckler could find the end zone twice in this game at least once. It looks like that number will be around minus 110, minus 115. Money line dog. You knew this was coming uh, all week. Mm. The Baltimore Ravens plus 136. Can't deny that value, people. You can't. And the other thing is, I'm not all too interested in the Ravens plus the three. While I look, you lost the hook. I think it's a little disrespectful of a number. But when the Bills win, they usually win by double digits. I would not tease the Ravens in this game either. That's usually the way Buffalo plays. They get up, they get up big. But I think the Ravens win this game. Lamar Jackson has been that good. He's been better than Josh Allen to start this season. And I think the Ravens' secondary is getting healthier. The weather will help them out as well. The under, Raiders-Broncos under 45 and a half. I don't know what's going on this number. Feels a field goal high, maybe more. Just watching a, a ton of Broncos football as my Super Bowl pick. The defense is really good. And Russell Wilson and that offense only move it when they have to. And unless Vegas comes out moving the ball like gangbusters, I'm not sure they're going to have to on the Denver side. Denver's an intriguing teaser option as well. I like under 45 and a half in the game. The alt line, Cowboys commanders over 44 and a half. I think the commanders have some juice. I know last week that game was low scoring, but they did allow 24 first half points to the birds. Carson Wentz was sacked all game, but turn the clock back. The Jags game with the commanders flew over the listed total. The game against the Detroit Lions flew over the listed total. Last week, commanders under was actually involved in the pick six. This week, an month over 44 and a half, paying out a plus 140 is in the pick six. Yardage prop. I needed to get involved with Zach Wilson. Couldn't help myself. I'm over his yards. Mm, I think this number is going to be in the low 200s here, about 205 and a half. Opposing quarterbacks are 3-0 and to the over on their passing prop up against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They're allowing 270 passing yards per game with every quarterback throwing for 220 yards. Donna, you and I have been laughing. Are they going to let Zach Wilson throw the ball 50 times? I hope so. And if they do, he's going to get over his passing yards prop. Lastly, teaser game, the Chiefs plus seven. I was probably going to take whoever was the dog in Bucks Chief Chiefs in this spot. It just so happens to be I'm getting Patrick Mahomes plus seven points. That's your pick Ooh. six. Good luck this week, but don't run away just yet. Make sure you listen up. DRS will close it out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, last segment of the week right here for the early line. Series 6 Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie Wrightside, Kevin Walsh powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. on a football Friday, getting you ready for this weekend's games. Fantastic stuff going on Saturday and Sunday. But next up here, uh, TMA with Ben Stevens. They'll certainly continue your Sports Grid day here, setting you up to be a better, better, and be a more informed wager placer this weekend. But I got to tell you, I would love to talk football right now, really get after it. And if you see, it says stumbling, bumbling, and fumbling. It's an old Chris Berman line, which usually deals with football. But this one is going to deal with Major League Baseball. Listen up. Stumbling, bumbling, and fumbling all over the place. Usually it's, you know, Mike Allstott run for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the early 2000s. No, that's not the case anymore. It's the Philadelphia Phillies, and it is the Milwaukee Brewers. Down the stretch they come. Who wants to get in their playoffs? It's apparent the Philadelphia Phillies want to continue their decade-long streak of not making it in to the Major League Baseball playoffs. So it looks like they were going to be very easily the second wild card just a week and a half to two weeks ago. But the worst record in Major League Baseball since September 15th. Yep, that's the Philadelphia Phillies who this weekend, or should I say this week, three games in Chicago where that team is playing for tee times easily swept the Philadelphia Phillies. They got a doubleheader today. They're going to play the Nationals before then they go on to play the Houston Astros to end the season. The Milwaukee Brewers yesterday. Ha ha, we finally got you. Philadelphia Phillies, a two to nothing lead late against those Miami Marlins, only to see a eighth inning grand slam clear the fence as they lost. And the Phillies just a half game up on the Milwaukee Brewers. Will it matter once they get to the playoffs? Probably not. One and done's probably going to lose that first game and get sent home. But nonetheless, the Phillies with a top five payroll in Major League Baseball can't seem to make it in when just about it seems like everybody makes it into the playoffs. My goodness, they are lucky the Philadelphia Eagles are so dominant here in the city of brotherly love. Otherwise, they'd be catching even more heat. And make sure you keep it right here on the Sports Grid Network. Ben Stevens coming up and the morning after. It's a football Friday. Keep it with us. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.